Hello, my name is Gulet Abdi. Uh, yeah, my name is Zachariah Hussein Abdullahi. And we're both students at the University of Kansas. And today, our podcast episode is called Health is Wealth. And we're going to be talking about universal health care. So to start off, we're going to basically explain what is universal health care. And Zachariah, what do you have to say about that? Like, what, how would you describe what is universal health care? Okay, so I would use the term single payer to describe universal health care, basically mean, meaning that the government is a single provider of health care yeah. and that it is being paid for by your taxes. So the people pay taxes to the government and the government has to allocate those resources to certain things. And in, in, in countries with universal health care, single payer, the people are paying taxes towards having their own health care. So you're basically a portion of your taxes money is going to be paying for your own health care. So in a sense, the government is in, in turn paying for the health care. So basically, basically what I got from that and from my previous knowledge is we pay for our own health care via taxes. Correct. So basically the government just needs to prioritize uh, how we would uh, budget these government expenses and stuff. But but universal health care is, I believe, single payer health care, my bad. I, I think it's very you know useful and viable for our economy and our society today. And... Our next topic point is why are some political figures against universal healthcare, and most and basically, uh, I say that party in the United States government would be Republicans. Like, would you agree with that? I would say Republicans and more so of corporate politicians. Corporate meaning the establishment yeah. or people who are in power right now. Like, you got to think of the people who are benefiting from having this. Um, private system that we have in america today you have the people like the big pharma all these pharmaceutical companies yeah yeah and all these um insurance companies they're paying uh campaign contributions to these politicians politicians, so people always say the republicans are the ones who are against this but there are also prominent figures on the democratic party such as speaker of the house nancy pelosi diane feinstein these people who are against single payer like i find it so funny because diane feinstein she's the senator from california and california is the one one of the most liberal states in the nation and she is their senator and she doesn't even believe or she doesn't even support single payer which i think is very ironic and there was a primary challenge against uh against her back in i think it was in the in june or july and there was a, a candidate named um i forgot her name her name was ah oh, it was uh, on the tip of my tongue but she was she was running against her which was very it was a huge um race. A, yeah a huge hot button topic like a huge race that people were looking at would you say that it's like uh comparable to beto versus Ted? yeah it, it, it was comparable to that because she diane feinstein has been a senator of california for decades you know yeah and now her just one person stepping up she had she did not take any corporate pack money meaning she did not take any money from corporations all her money that she raised from her campaign yeah. was grassroots from the people, which I think is the best way to go because if you take money from these corporations, you're serving those corporations rather than <coughs> just money from the people. Just like Senator Sanders, how he did in his presidential election last year in uh, 2016. Yeah. You're going to represent the people. You're going to represent the interests of the people who give you money. And if you're getting money from the people, you're obligated to serve the people because they're, in a sense, helping you run. Yeah. So simply speaking, it's like um, these companies in these uh, big pharma companies and these uh, lobbying, uh, you know. Yeah, lobbyists. Yeah, the lobbyists. Basically, you have your hand in their pocket and Mm -hmm. in turn, they, you know, you have to do favors for them and you have to be in government and speak on their behalf. And basically, 
it's almost as if it's bribing would you it, it's, it's exactly that yeah. because it's uh i pat your bag you pat my bag i yeah. give you money for your campaign you win i come back to you go hey uh, remember I gave you fifty thousand yeah. dollars for it's, your campaign. It's exactly. Why like don't that. you come and help me by saying that you're gonna re- take away these restrictions or uh, these um, regulations are hurting my company? You know. So it's like I pat your bank, you pat my bank. But if you take money from the people and only the people, you're gonna represent the people you get the money from, which is the yeah. people. You know. That kind of it kind of like um, that statement was kind of re- in a sense trying to gar- like garbled up, but basically, yeah. yeah, you're just taking money from the people, so you're gonna represent the people in turn. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so basically, I know. Universal healthcare is very possible. Like, yeah. let's like look at other uh, countries such as mm-hmm. Sweden, yeah. Canada, Germany, yes. like, all these first world countries. And I believe that we are the only first world country without universal. That's healthcare. correct. That Ameri- is very, yeah. yeah. America is the only developed nation in the world that does, that does not adopt a single payer system, which, which is, is kind of crazy. Which is kind of crazy because yeah. basically we look at America and we see that oh my god, mm-hmm. this is a staple country. Like every other country, this should be an example exactly for, yeah. to other countries yes. on how to be great. Uh-huh. Well. There, I believe that there are some good aspects about capitalism. Of course. And I believe that there should be a lot of things on the free market, but I just don't think that health that, yeah. should not be on the free that, market. That statement was perfectly, like, it makes perfectly yeah. sound. I agree 100%. There, yeah. The private market has its its benefits. You know, yeah. I don't want the government making our couches. I don't want the government making our cars. I look at the cars that came out of the Soviet Union. Those cars Ikea, were... Ikea yeah, in Sweden. <laughs> those, those cars are disgusting, but you don't want the government... You don't want people privatize, profiting, I mean off of healthcare because yeah. how do you make more money is you insure less people yeah and not and you yeah. increase yeah. The and not everything should yeah. be about money like, exactly we should yeah. like there should be you shouldn't be a profiting. place yeah, yeah exactly there should be, be a place where we health. should stop yeah and be like yo like we need to look out for one each because exactly like, first you know we're humans we're not machines you know uh-huh. we don't have this like we should like basically just care for each other you know mm-hmm. like we're humans we're only here one time on this earth and while we're here, we should, you know, have free healthcare and make life as good as we can for other human beings. And it's not by going, see, there's, there, are, there are certain different types of uh, single payer. Like in, yeah. in France, for example, France has the number one rated healthcare system in the world, uh, according to one study, I forgot to study, but there's been a study that ranks the, the nations yeah. and their um, healthcare based off the popularity and the people and how they, how they view it. And France is ranked number one. France has a oh, hybrid system. They have single payer with the universal or the government funded healthcare and they have a private option. So if you're a person who doesn't want to have the, the, the government funded yeah. healthcare, you can still go the private route and get your own private care. So I'm not saying we need to eliminate private care at all. Yeah. Like, all like, like eliminate it in like forever. But I'm just saying we should have it to where the people, if they want to choose, it. they yeah. choose to uh, go to a single, like they choose to like have their money being funded to something they should like have the opportunity to go get that healthcare. That also save a lot of money. It would, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the the people saying the people who are opposed to it, they're they're opposed for the wrong reasons. But their their greatest argument is the Democrats want to raise taxes on the people. Like, oh, you want how are we going to afford this? It's so expensive. You're going to have to raise taxes. But people always forget to yeah. explain is if you're paying five thousand dollars a month. I mean, five thousand. Excuse me, five thousand dollars a year on a premium. Then and then. In a single payer system, yes, you're gonna pay maybe three thousand dollars more taxes, but that five thousand dollars you're paying to the premium is gone. So you're actually having a net saving of two thousand dollars. Yeah. So it actually saves the American people money rather than uh, being more expensive and costing more money. You know. And there are studies that shown that America pays twice per capita 
for uh, healthcare. So in countries like Sweden and Norway and these Scandinavian areas, they pay around five thousand dollars per person per per capita. Yeah. And the U.S. pays on average over ten thousand dollars per person. So we're actually paying more money for healthcare per person, and the people aren't even getting like millions of people aren't even insured. Yeah. Would you yeah. say that's because uh, the sheer uh, size of our country and our population? That could be even in a sense because we have more people and we're spending more money. Yeah, yeah. So th- there is an argument to play. People say these nations are much smaller than the United States. That is true, but th- you have to understand the United States is the wealthiest nation in human history. If it, it really mm-hmm. is, we yeah. can. There was a. It's just all about your priorities it's and where. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cause, so basically, like we could look at like other aspects of the country, like gov- like government spending on. Army on our the army. military, yeah, military, yeah. That's a perfect example. Like mm-hmm. we spend way too much than we should, I believe. There's one program, the F-35 program, it's yes. a new fighter jet. That program alone today has have a running total of over 1.4 trillion dollars for a, a fighter jet. And the thing, the crazy thing I always think about is, at one point in its development, it couldn't even fly, and it was pit against our the current fighter jet, the F-16. And the F-16 ran ran circles around it, you know. So it was it was a proven like they were spending so much money for this one program, and the plane couldn't even fly, and it was it was performing poorly compared to the current ones we were yeah. using. And then I also heard someone say, uh, a good friend of mine, he said that we we always say that we don't need our military until we need our military. What do you have to say about that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh-huh. like you, you know, have to be ready always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but what exactly are we ready for? Like, I know, I guess there's like uh, uh, tension growing between North Korea and other countries like this. Like, yeah. what would you say about that? Like, we don't need it until we need it. Like, what would you say about that? Currently, the U.S. is involved in eight interventions, so basically eight wars. We're in yeah. Syria, we're in Yemen, we're in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, and now we're in Niger. So <laughs> why are we there? Okay, that's the first thing. Why are we there? Why are we in these nations? Why are we putting American lives, American soldiers, putting them at risk for nations that we that have no interest in American people and have no direct benefit for the American people? So, on that sense alone, we shouldn't be doing that. And second, and on another sense, it's all illegal. All of these uh, all of these um, interventions that we're currently in are not only illegal under international law, but they're illegal under U.S. law because. In a constitution, yeah. only Congress can declare war, and under and none of these um, interventions we're currently in have Congress gathered and declared war on any of these nations. So basically, this goes back to President Obama. Yeah. President Obama inherited two wars from President Bush. He inherited the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War. At the end of his term, he increased those two interventions to seven. <laughs> and then President Trump has then furthered that, and now we're in Niger. So it's just a, a snowball effect because the reason is war is very um, profitable. Profitable, exactly. Yes. Yeah, you can make a bunch of money off of war, and these military industrial complex, uh, complex, their president Eisenhower warned us back in 1950s. And back yeah. in the 1950s, President Eisenhower made a speech about how the military industrial complex is a threat to democracy itself because you have these companies like Wraith, like Boeing, like Honeywell. These these companies are investing money in a campaign similar to the healthcare. They're yeah. giving you money, and then they're, they're turning around and say, "Hey, I want to build more jets. Give me more money so I can build more jets, or I want to build more tanks." An example was a company wanted to build these tanks, yeah. and, and the Pentagon told the Congress, "We don't need these tanks. Please do not authorize the the, the, the building of these tanks." Congress went on the other hand, ignoring the Pentagon and confirmed the the building of these tanks. 
Now we have over 3,000 tanks sitting in the Nevada desert doing nothing. Why? Because these companies are basically still bribing their money, these companies. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, the United States has a larger military budget. If you gather the military budgets of the 12 largest nations behind the United States, the United States still has a larger military budget than that. President Trump, he's all even increased the military budget by $100 billion. Just the increase in the military budget alone can pay for the, the free college bill that Senator Sanders proposed. So the thing is, it's funny even even saying it is because most of those countries that we're outspending are our allies. So the thing is, the priorities are what we need to look at again. Do we prioritize building weapons of war or giving healthcare, giving uh, education, giving roads, uh, all of these more vital and more important things? So it's just where we need to find our priorities, to be honest. Hey. Zach, that was beautiful. Thank you for the argument. I couldn't have said yeah. it better. All hey, right, thank you. All right, basically, okay, why don't we implement it? Like, are there any reasons right now? Like, there's, I, get, I know that mm-hmm. there's multiple reasons, but what would you say are, like, the top two or number one reason? Like, what would you say? The number one reason is the establishment. The establishment is incredibly powerful, incredibly influential. These companies have had control over our government for such a long time. Define the establishment. The establishment, again, is the people who are in charge, people who are running things. You have Wall Street. Big companies. Yeah, you have Wall Street, these multinational corporations, these international corporations. If all of these... um, all the factors that that are already who is profiting already off of, of yeah. our system. Yeah. People, so yeah. So would you say that America society and government is becoming more of a business than a society and government? Like, how would you say? Like, would you say it's just? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. Basically, I, to that I would say, it's it's all, honestly right now it's it's governed by the few but not the many. Our government our government is stationed to where we're serving a few in the top 1%, yeah. the top of our economy, rather than the many. Okay. So, okay, I have another argument for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gathered a list of arguments against universal healthcare. Like, you know, there's a lot of stupid arguments, yeah. but these are like the, one of the best ones I could. Okay, yeah. All right, wh- what do you say about the oh, wait times? wait lines, yes. Yeah, wait People time. always use this argument. They say in... in Nations that have single pair, they have these quote unquote death poles or death death um death panels. Basically, that means like you you have to they ration care, like they have to ration care because not everybody can go to the doctor. Okay, first of all, we have that here in America. It's not like yeah. that sounds new, but here in America, we ration care off of your wallet. How much money do you have? If you can afford it, you're gonna get it. But in a single pair nation, they do it based off need. If you if you go to the hospital, you have, you have a tumor in your head then they're going to prioritize that over somebody who wants a nose job, okay? <laughs> That's just how it works. And this is very funny because Senator Sanders and Senator Cruz had a, a town hall or more of a debate where this question was brought up. And a member, a person in the audience stood up. He was from Denmark. And yeah. he told the pre- he told Senator Sanders that um, his grandma had cancer and within two days she was being treated. So yeah. it's all about need. not not. And here in America, it's about how much money you have and... Other nations that have single parent is based off need. Yeah. I believe that how much money is in your pocket should not, you know, determine that you should get um, care from yeah. someone that that's, has a terminally, you know, uh-huh. that's a terminal Ill, illness. Oh, I can't speak right now. Sorry about that. But what would you say about the cost? Yeah, we already talked about the cost. Uh-huh. All right. This is a very good one. I thought the competitiveness of the medicine world. So basically uh-huh. what uh, let me let me talk about this to you. So basically. 
I was talking to this about someone earlier uh, this week, and it was basically saying that other other nations, their medicine, their in- innovativeness don't prosper as much as ours because you know we're we're very competitive. Uh-huh. Like other companies want to have better me- medicine than the last one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, they're competing against each other, and therefore America has like the number one. You know technology in the medicine world mm-hmm. so what would you say about that well i would say you have to see these people who are performing the medicine like the, you have to look at the doctors and yeah. doctors have are and like navigating the world of insurance for a doctor is a nightmare you know so it would much rather it would be some doc like senator sanders held a panel where he had doctors from canada come come to america and talk about how universal healthcare that system is so much more easier to operate in because you don't have to worry about uh, going through these insurance companies when you're treating your patient you just get the patient they have their national the national health insurance and they okay you're good to go you pay maybe ten dollars like it's not it's not virtually free you're going to pay some um out of pocket money maybe like ten dollars to go see a physician or something something of the sort like that but Doctors have shown that it is so much here in America. The insurance um, world is such is so hard to navigate, and it is much easier yeah. when you have a single payer there system. Are, there are actually patients being turned down from yes. hospitals yes. and doctors mm-hmm. just because they don't have enough money. Like, exactly. Yeah. What would you say about that? Like, I find that that's very inhumane, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're very desensitized. There, there is a single uh, patient dropping where. Patients will be once they go into the hospital and they say, and they get treated for their emergency illness, rather than having them stay in the hospital for the what doctors would see, you need to stay in this hospital for a certain amount of time before we let you go and leave. They will actually drop them off. And then there, like there was this one incident. I think it was in either Chicago or Detroit, somewhere in the Midwest, the Upper Midwest. There was a lady. She was dropped out of her hospital, still in her gown, and it was freezing outside. And that, that story was covered up, covered by a podcast I listened to. His name's Kyle Kalinske on the Kyle Kalinske Show. Yeah. And he talked about that. And I thought it was uh, egregious and terrible. You know, it was actually sickening to see this. But you're right. It's so much easier. These insurance companies, they make, they, they'll profit off, profit off of less people. Like they, they'll profit, the more the money they'll make, it's the mo- less amount of people they uh, cover insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you say about government controlled medicine, good or bad? It isn't really in a sense... Okay, so if you look at America and the number one programs in America, <coughs> Medicaid and Medicare definitely up there. Medicare and Medicaid are government-run programs of medicine. Medicare is for uh, people who are poor and they can't afford it. And Medicaid is for people who are elderly. If Once you reach retirement, you can apply for Medicaid. Those two programs are one of the most popular programs When if you look at the American people uh, in, in a nation. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to polling, those, those two programs rate extremely high and they're extremely popular and those are basically government-run healthcare socialism that's what it is people pay money to the government and those the money that they pay to the government is being used in these um in that um in that form of, of socialized medicine yeah i believe we should have socialized medicine mm-hmm. okay what about comparisons yeah we were talking about comparisons so, yeah. so how how do we take action and implement universal health care because i believe that this is something that when me and you are both uh 40 years old yeah. or just, just around that 30 years i believe that we are gonna have universal health care uh-huh. but i believe we should do this sooner than later you know what i yeah. mean the easiest so. way policy wise the easiest policy way to do it is to have medicare and under medicare you have to reach a certain point in your income to be eligible for it yeah. but we should just expand it to everybody to take the medicare bill expand it to everybody saying everybody is now available uh everybody is now eligible for medicare 
we should make it to that and we should also make it under Mer under current u.s law we cannot negotiate with drug companies we cannot negotiate the prices with drug companies for the drugs that's why you see uh this uh, this like this really dis disgusting um, inflation into prices like insulin for example it was a company that increased the amount of insulin the percentage was like over six thousand percent over a couple of years or months i forgot the term i made a date of what they did but they were increasing these prices for these drugs and under our current law we cannot negotiate those prices because the, the government is is basically handcuffed in the situation so they should make it to where medicare is expanded to everybody and that under now we should make it to where we can negotiate the prices with uh drug companies all right Awesome. Uh, so, for our last topic, let's look at life with universal health care. Yes. That beautiful day exactly. when it comes. Let's yes. look at it. Like, well, like, give us a rundown. Life is gonna be currently there's I think two, 20 to thirty million Americans who are not covered by health insurance. Yeah. So those twenty to thirty million Americans will have affordable health care. And there was a study by Harvard. It was a Harvard study that showed that. 45,000 people 45,000 people die each year because they don't have access to health care. Wow, 45,000. That number in every single nation that has single payer is zero. zero. And currently the leading cause of bankruptcy in America is medical bills. So people who cannot pay these medical bills file for bankruptcy because of that. As the leading cause of uh, bankruptcy in America is medical bills. That number in any other socialized country that has socialized medicine is also zero. If, you, if I go to Canada and I say medical bankruptcy in the same <laughs> sentence, they're going to look at me and say, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what is that? I've never seen that in my life. So the thing is, life under the single parent for a person who has who has a living their day, day to day afraid, oh, is my mom going to get sick? Is my sister going to get sick? Is my daughter going to get sick? I know it's worse enough when your parents or your loved one or exactly. you yourself uh -huh. have a disease like and that. Also, you like, have to yeah. think about mm -hmm. how to pay for it. Like, I just yeah. can't. And when people <sighs> look for jobs, one of the major things they're looking for is their benefits. Does this job give me health care? You know? So it's, it, it really restricts your mobility because you, you, if you're working this job you have been working for the past 10 years, you don't want to leave it because your job gives you good health care, you know? Yeah. So if, if the, if the health care is coming from your tax dollars, which it should, then you say, oh, I have the freedom to move anywhere else. I can, do, yeah. I can pursue what I want yeah. to do, not worrying about if I get sick, oh, I can't get health care because my, my new job I wanted to have doesn't cover me. Awesome. All right. Thank you. That's it for the day. Uh, right. This was Gulen yeah, Abdi. I appreciate you having me on here, man. It was very... No problem, uh, no problem, man. I having this discussion, and hopefully we can get to a point that one day the America joins the rest of the development <laughs> out there and adopts a single pair. Awesome, awesome. All right. Zachary Abdullah, you'll definitely be on this uh, podcast again. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It. You guys have a beautiful day.